Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame, or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Klaus, and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. August is here, and we are continuing with our summer devotion series that was so popular last year. You know, the summer months are really busy. And we wanted to stay connected with you, but also honor the busy season that many of us are in. So join me for a few minutes each week for our summer devotion series, where I hope your life will be encouraged and inspired. This fall, we'll be starting our next season with our normal interview shows, and I am so excited about that. So let's jump right in, friends, to today's devotion. Have you ever had one of those years where a certain word or theme seems to best describe the circumstances over the 12-month period? I have. In fact, often this word will stand out far above any word. We can also see that there's a common theme or thread that flows through our lives during that particular year. In one year, I could see one certain word in big, bold letters. It was like it was blinking and shining at me over and over and over again. It was speaking to me. It was speaking at me. And if I was to admit, I feel like, honestly, it was mocking me at times. You want to know what that word was? It was change. And during that year, not a month went by where there wasn't change taking place in my life, in my family, or in my community of friends. And every aspect of my life, or so it felt, had been affected by change that year. So how do you deal with change? If I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes I feel like I just want to curl up on a couch with a blanket up to my chin with my eyes closed and pray that I will just wake up and all of the life changes will just be part of a dream and not reality. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the changes can be exciting, right? Some can be adventurous. Some that particular year were so difficult to deal with, especially when the change all takes place in one year. There's a few things that I notice as I journeyed through that year. And one is change is not to be feared. A few days before one of my best friends, mentor and leader and partner in ministry, before she went home to be with Jesus, I woke up in a panic and fear. And it was like it enveloped me like a heavy blanket. And as I laid in the dark that night, I could feel myself struggling to shake off that fear, the fear of doing life without her, the fear of not having her to rely on. You know that friend that's always just a phone call away? And then that fear that I would never hear her voice again, 
the fear of not having anyone to talk to, no one that knows my whole story and still loves and accepts me, the fear of building relationships with others and, and yeah, learning to trust again. That's hard. When you have done life with somebody for so long, they know your story. They know your stuff. You don't have to sugarcoat anything. They've been with you through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they still love you. And there was a struggle taking place in my bedroom that night with the darkness all around me, my husband sleeping next to me. But it was in that moment, the Holy Spirit, Christ within me, rose up and reminded me of this. Kristen, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Now, this is not just a quote, but it's actually scripture, God's word. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Fear in that moment wanted to eat me up and swallow me alive. But Christ reminded me to push back with God's word and not to fear change. And yes, the truth is change can be scary, but it is not to be feared. The second thing that I learned was there's a fluidity to change. The pattern, the flow, the river of change are all fluid. Fluidity is defined in the Merriam-Webster online dictionary as the quality or state of being fluid, the physical property of a substance that enables it to flow. Change has a pattern. It has a flow, and it's not meant to punish or to harm, but instead to take us on a journey to follow a pattern, a pathway, and often it does bring uncertainty with it. Some change is sudden, some is expected, but still they can bring great sorrow. Some change is exciting and it brings great joy. The commonality of change is that our lives will and are forever different because change has taken place. I want to say that again. That commonality of change is that our lives will and are forever different because change has taken place. Change is best represented by the season of fall. What happens in fall? The leaves are falling. They're flowing to the ground, dying, letting go of life they once knew. That's the fluidity of change because in order for the next season to come, the leaves have to fall. And then we know there's the winter season and everything is covered up and it seems and appears as if things are dead, but there is life that is taking place under the surface. There's deep growth that is taking place under the surface. And then spring comes and flowers begin to bloom. Leaves begin to form on trees once again. And then we go into the summer season like we're in right now, and it's warm, it's hot, it's filled with so much busyness. That's the fluidity of change. So embracing this, surrendering to it, and trusting Jesus through the process is the lesson that we learn to do in change. In Ecclesiastes 3, it reads, To everything there is a season, 
and a time to every purpose under the heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. In the middle of all this, the last point here is remember to breathe. In the midst of great change, we often hold our breath, waiting, anticipating, and at times trembling. But breathing is important and vital to our survival and moving forward. Breathing is a sign of life. The heart beats, our lungs fill with air, and we are choosing to live. That sounds so dramatic, but yes, sometimes it's just that, choosing to live with all of the change going on around us and thinking about that breath of life, allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe life into us in the middle of whatever we are facing. That is the stance that we must take. Embracing our new normal our new lives and trusting Jesus in the midst of all that we're going through, that he is still on the throne, that he has a plan and a purpose for each of us and a plan to prosper us and not to harm us, a plan to give us a hope in a future, just as Jeremiah 29, 11 says. This is what I hold on to today, friends to not fear change, to know that change has a fluidity to it, and to remember to breathe in the midst of change. This is Kristen Klaus with Fully Restored Podcast, wishing you a blessed day, my friend. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at author Kristen Klaus. You can also find me at my website, fullyrestored.love or at kristenklaus.com. And remember, Nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.